Hey, Betsy. Hey, Todd. I always read some of the National Book Award finalists because, you know, they're the best books in the country, supposedly, of the year. And I was really excited to discover a Vermont writer as a finalist on the Literature for Young People list. His book is called Gather, we just said, and it is really, really good. It hit home for me because I went to the Canton Central School where there were a lot of kids like the main character in Gather, Ian. Bright and energetic, but from a households where there's very little money and very little opportunity. And so Ian is this great kid. He's 15. His grandfather has told him how to fix. He can fix anything, right? That's his amazing skill. Gramps. Gramps. And it's a dramatic beginning. Um, Ian comes to the rundown house where he's been living with his young mother who had him when she was in high school. The father's disappeared shortly after. The grandfather has died. The grandmother now lives, lives down south. He goes home and his mother is gone and he sees a needle um, on the table and he knows that she's been using opioids. So, but he doesn't want to ask for any help. As he says, when he goes to school, he goes, you can't tell people what's going on because then they want to do something. And he has a lot of pride and he's not going to ask for help. One of the things that I appreciated about uh, Kenneth Caddo's writing is that first person what did he call it? First person rural, First he calls person it. rural, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just love that vernacular. And I want to share uh, just an excerpt from the book that they're talking about food, and he's at a friend's house where they're hauling in bags of groceries from the store. And, you know, I think one of the things they're talking about is he's never seen a spiral ham, and he's kind of imagining <laughs> right. like, what That's a spiral right. ham looks like. Yeah. <laughs> So he, uh, so this is Ian, the, the the main character. I still don't understand why vegetarians need to pretend to be eating meat. It seems reasonable. If you don't want to eat meat, you come up with your own names for whatever the hell you end up with, like they did for tofu, which I've got no problem with. It's just when our food and consumer science teacher put it on our plate in eighth or ninth grade, I got a little worried and I poked at it with a fork before I ate it, but I ate it. And then Drew and I were like, can we bring in venison for everyone to try too? And the teacher, she's like, no. It's like, I'm not as pig-headed about food like that teacher is. When Paul, who happens to be Zach's cousin, was complaining about how oat milk should have to go by some other name because it's sneaky and trying to come off as a dairy product, I was like, well, Paul, what are we going to call the milkweed plant then? Cloud juice plant? What do we call the Milky Way galaxy? Fuzz galaxy? Out of focus galaxy? That's different, he says. So, and I don't know if you noticed, but that that one paragraph is like one long sentence. sentence you know? Yeah, yeah. He so he really knows teen boys. I mean, he's yeah. worked in schools for twenty years, yeah. and so sort of as another one, um, the antithesis of that, right? There's a awful scene where the principal gets into the office because another boy, a rich kid, accuses him. Ian of stealing his plaid shirt, his flannel shirt. And there's a awful scene in the, because Ian has not, he got it at the thrift store. So as he bursts out of the, um, with no shirt on, in yeah. elementary, he yeah. stomps out of the school, swearing his head off. And as he's walking up the road, um, his neighbor stops and says, what's going on? And this is what Ian says. How do you tell somebody what's going on when it's everything, going back 100 years, maybe longer, that all your life, even when you're telling the truth, somebody can prove you're lying. Mm. And that sort of is a reference to his grandfather had to sell off the family farm, had to sell off the cows. And 
Ian has this sort of fantasy that he's going to get it back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's sort of one of the poignant things of this book because will that ever happen? Yeah. You know? Yeah. The tax bill uh, comes and all this Oh, the tax bill causes yeah, another yeah. horrible disaster, yeah, you yeah. know? So I want to say we're, ta- we're talking about all the sad things in this book, but it has a lot of humor. It also has some wonderful, in the middle, everything's kind of going okay for a while. Uh, Ian and his mom and his Aunt Terry are having Thanksgiving dinner out back on the sort of broken down porch because they're using right. the grill because like, yeah. the oven broke and they have a Labatt six pack and, uh, you know, there's these hunting camp scenes, which are wonderful. And he even has a girlfriend at one point. So it's it's this lovely view of, and you think he's going to make it. He's going to make it. And, of course, there's another crisis. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> and... Um, we should probably talk about Gather, the title, yes, yes, and yes. Gather, the dog. Yes. I mean, this he, stray dog wa- literally wanders into his life. right? And he yeah. thinks he's going to call him Hunter, which is a nice name for a dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he yeah. realizes the dog has been surviving by eating, like, apples and nuts from the, you know, beech nuts. And so then he decides to call the dog Gather, yeah. Um, yeah. which is the title. And also, of course, what happens... This is why it's such a heartwarming book, too. Everyone does try to help Ian. You know, they the people at school, his neighbors, he and his mom get a little job at this little cafe run by an old lady called Angel, (laughs) of course, right? And, you know, that's in the part of the book when you realize, come on, Ian, you can do it, you can do it. Then, when everything falls apart again, I'm not going to say how it happens, but Ian is in Tennessee surviving in this sort of rural wildlife swamp with the dog Mm -hmm. he's escaped from what he considers a fate worse than death right so he's on the run (laughs) he's on the run um but he eventually oh this i love this we have to mention that ian can fix anything i think i said that but he has never had a cell phone he doesn't know how to use a cell phone and he sort of forgets that it needs to be charged and this sort of becomes a plot point at the end of the book there but he finally gets back with his community, and I think this is the thing to remember. The title of the book is Gather and um, Gathering Together. I think everyone in the North Country should read this book. We've all met kids like Ian. Really, what this book is about is is about community. Yeah, and also I think a certain youthful tenacity or something. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Ian, Ian is a strong character. Very strong guy, yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes that says something. Uh, you, can, you can say, yeah, I, I knew people like that or I know people like that, and they do survive. And mm-hmm. they do make it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But, you know, it's a lot of... The stuff this kid has to go through, yeah. a lot of kids would not have yeah. Yeah. survived it. Literally, there's no food in his house. Yeah. Um, a packet of crackers in his pocket you or know, something. Yeah. yeah. And, or uh, beech nuts that he's breaking. Yeah. And the whole house is falling down and, yeah. you know. But um, really amazing read. And I recommend it to everybody. It's not a long book. It's easy to read. It's Yeah. yeah. It's easy. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful book. Yeah. Thanks, Betsy. Thank you, Todd.